Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Drop the Glove Sports Podcast. I am your host, Charlie, where I drink beer, talk sports, and have all kinds of shenanigans. The whiskey break is over. October has come and gone, so therefore the whiskey break is over. And I announced last week during uh, the Halloween episode that we are going back into beer. And this month, the month of November, is the cheapest beer I can find. And I found two. All right. I found two cheap beers at the grocery store. And to be honest with you guys, my hypothesis going into this um, into this month and looking for all these beers, I was kind of thinking that the the cheapest beer that I was going to find was probably going to be Bush Light. And I, I thought it was going to be Bush, Bush Light, something of the Bush family. And I, I just thought that was it. I, I thought that was going to be the cheapest beer. And it wasn't. In the six pack and the twelve pack were were not the cheapest that I found. I found two six packs that were the exact same price, and I decided to get both of them. And that rather than trying to decide which one or the other one, now one I have had before, and that or at least had a version of it before, so I kind of know what one tastes like. But for this episode, the first episode of November, I'm going with the one that I haven't tried yet. So one of the two uh, cheapest beers that I found was the Natural Ice uh, from Anheuser-Busch, um, St. Louis, Missouri. It is a 5.9% alcohol by volume. This is a 16-ounce can. They were the cheapest one. The cheapest beers were in 16-ounce cans. That's a pretty good deal. Both beers were six six dollars they were both on sale so and i counted the sales i was trying to figure out criteria on how i was going to base my judgment or my picks on this am i going 12 pack am i going uh six pack am i going size of the can is it on sale and all that i just i just said you know what whatever is the cheapest whatever is the lowest price i don't care if it's a six pack i don't care if it's 12 pack i just want to know what is the cheapest beer that my local kroger that's the grocery store that i went to my local kroger has i want to know what it what it is and i saw um i saw this one natural ice for i think it was uh 5.99 so six bucks it was on sale for that price for 5.99 uh plus tax obviously and then the other one that is in the fridge, I'll just announce it now, save you guys the suspense. It is the Milwaukee Best Light. I've had, let me get the let me get the can here. I've had Milwaukee's Best Ice before. Um, Milwaukee Best, where is this? Uh, by Miller Brewing Company out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is 4.1% alcohol by volume. So I'm not going with the lighter beer. Uh, to start this month, I'm going with the one that I haven't tried because that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. So like I said, Milwaukee Best I've had before, but it was their ice version, not the light version. But the light was the same circumstances as the natural ice. It was $5.99 plus tax, It and it was also on sale. And I still have a few more Oktoberfest, so don't everybody freak out like, oh my gosh, he's he's going to crappy beer. He's going to he's tasting all the light crap. What what happened to the craft beer guy? Guys, I'm still here. Okay. We're we're transitioning. Okay. Like I said, this is the beer of the month, not beer that I'm gonna have every episode. And that we're we're in a transition period where we're going from Oktoberfest into uh, in into winter slash Christmas beers. And let me ask you guys something before I crack this thing open. All right. Let me ask you guys. Now, you guys do realize that there is a um there is a holiday, right? Where it's in between Halloween and Christmas. You guys remember what that's called? Especially here in the US. The rest of you guys in the world, Germany, UK, Switzerland, Finland, um, Sweden, uh, New Zealand, Australia, uh, Ireland, Spain, India. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Poland. And that you guys don't celebrate this holiday that I'm talking about. It's an Amer it's American Thanksgiving. It is a day where we give thanks and we remember of all the blessings that we have in this world or in this country with our families, with our friends. It's a time to gather or time to remember. All you're doing is just bringing the best food that you can together and bringing it together on a table and share with your family and friends. It is not, it is not pre-Christmas. 
okay? And for you people out there who have turned already turned on the radio to Christmas music, shame. Be, be ashamed. Be, be ashamed of yourselves, okay? All right? No. I, I don't care if you are ready. I don't care if you're in the mood. Some of us, okay, some of us like me are going to die on this hill and truly believe that Christmas, you have your time. It is not now, though. Whoever turned on the Mariah Carey and that all I want for Christmas, you can just march yourself out of the penalty box right now, ha hang your head in shame. Because that's what that's where you belong. You belong outside of the penalty box. You do not belong. All right. We celebrate Thanksgiving before Christmas on this podcast. So if you got a problem with that, well then, huh, tough tough noogies, man. One, two, three, crack it. That was a weak crack. My gosh, it was just like a hiss. It didn't even really crack. It's kind of more of like a. All right, 5.9% alcohol by volume, my first ever natural ice. I've never even had a natty light in my life, okay? Never. This is my first time ever. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, it's like, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, I mean, there's not a strong taste to it. It's kind of bland, actually. I was... I wasn't expecting a little bit more. For 5.9% alcohol by volume, I was actually kind of expecting a little bit more. I am very disappointed, but then again, kind of know why it's cheap. It's not that great. You're sacrificing, you're sacrificing quality for price. I, I totally understand that. You are sacrificing quality for price here. But for 5.9% alcohol by volume, can't you do a little bit better than just eh? Because that's all I got. It's eh. It's whatever. And I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it. I paid for it. I mean, I mean, are, another question for you guys. You guys ever you know like go to a bar or go to a restaurant and you try a beer or whatever, and but they don't do the samples or whatever. And let's say they don't do flights either. So let's just remove all the you know special circumstances away from move from actually trying a new beer so let's say they don't do the sample shots and they don't let you do flights and it's not on their menu they just never got to around to pricing it or whatever um but you ever go to like one a restaurant or a bar and you want to try a new beer or you see a beer that you've never had before and you order like let's say a pint or even a tall and a tall glass or um, a mug or whatever beer stein uh, of this of this beer. And that you ever just like, you know, you get it, you try it and it's like, eh, it's it's not great. And uh, it, it's not bad, but it ain't great either. Or it's just absolutely the worst thing you've ever had in your life. But you're going to continue to drink it because you paid for it. And that. I paid for these six for these for these beers, okay? And I'm going to drink them. I am not of that person where it's like, okay, I hated it. I'm gonna dump all the cans down the drain now. No, no, no. I paid for it. Okay. I'm if you like give the beer back to the waitress or the bartender and be like, I don't like that. You are throw you are literally throwing away money. Same thing with this. You are literally throwing money down the drain all you did was take a sip and you're just going to be like okay i'm done take my money and pour it down the drain no 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 i paid for this suck it up buttercup and drink it and i will drink it i don't know how i'm going to drink it but i'm going to drink it it may be in this fridge all the way up to the new year and i'll just be like huh natty Natural ice, 5.9. It's been a while since I've had that. Let me try it again. And you try it again, and then you go, oh, now I know why it's been sitting in my fridge for three months. But that's that's just my opinion. I mean, if you are a listener to this show and you love natural ice or natty lights or you love bush or bush light or, or whatever, if you, if you're one of those people where it's just like your favorite beer is whatever's on sale, then 
more power to you. My grandpa was like that, okay? My grandpa was, his favorite beer was whatever beer was on sale, all right? And I have tried his Milwaukee Best. I've never had his old Milwaukee. I know he has had that, and I've not tried that one. But I have tried Milwaukee Best because I because of my grandpa, and I knew that was one of the beers that he had when I was over at uh, his and grandma's house. And, uh, and so that's why I tried it. And I kind of like the Milwaukee, Milwaukee's best ice. The light, on the other hand, haven't had the light. So I don't know what the light tastes like, but the ice, that was good. I, I definitely would get that. If that was on sale or actually even in my grocery store, it was sold out. But if they had that, I totally get it. Totally would. All right. Sorry. I took a 10-minute rant there on beer and uh, and Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, which, by the way, we will celebrate Thanksgiving on this show before Christmas. You will not hear me say Merry blank before have a happy Thanksgiving. Okay? All right. Beer's cracked. Rant over. Let's get into some sports. So, guys, uh, where to start? Let's start with some hockey. Or as uh, my buddy Jim uh, said a couple... Uh, man, it's been forever since he's been on the show. Need to get him on the show. Need to get him and uh, my other buddy on the show, too. And I get get us all three together, and uh, that, that should be one heck of an episode. So, Jim, if you're listening, uh, we need to get back together again real soon. Let's not wait till the Super Bowl again, all right? Let's let's get together real soon. And uh, But according to Jim, it's hockey, you know, hockey. It's like, what, where is that twang coming from when you have to say that? What, why does it have to sound that way? It's just hockey, you know, just hockey. Real quick, real short, simple. He adds like an extra syllable in there. And I was like, hockey. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is going on here? So, but we're going to get into some hockey. And uh, shout out to Jim again. Um, guys, I am absolutely blown away by some of the standings in the NHL right now. Boston Bruins seem like they're they're starting off right where they left off according to the regular season and at last year's regular season where they are in first place in the Atlantic. They are they've played 11 games, they're 19 points, they are 4 points ahead of second place Detroit Red Wings and I told you guys before this season Detroit Red Wings were going to be up there. I told you that. I said my picks, my picks for teams that were going to show the most signs of improvement or be contenders. One was Detroit. And I and I told you, and Detroit is there, man. The rebuild and what is going on there in management with Yeiserman is just absolutely mm, incredible. I love it. I'm so happy for the city of Detroit and so happy for the organization. It's been such a long time coming to where they are. Uh, finally relevant again. So the top three in the Atlantic is Boston Bruins, Detroit Red Wings, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. To be honest, I'm really shocked that, that the Lightning are up there. And then Toronto Maple Leafs have a wild card spot. As for the Metropolitan, uh, the Devils are number two. They're two points behind the number one New York Rangers. I don't know too much about the Rangers, but I'm real happy that the Devils are are consistent so far. They were a shock to me last year, last season, where it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the Devils are like in first place or something. I said that on an episode last year, and that and it was like, man, I can't believe what's going on in New Jersey. But I'm real happy that they're showing uh, signs of consistency here. They're in the top three again. It's still early in the season, played 11 games as well, but still, still love it. Um, number three is the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina, they've been consistent as well. They've kind of been one of those teams where, and that ever since they've got onto the right track of developing their players, uh, Rod Brendan Moore being the the bench boss and everything. It's just like I'm 
so happy about Carolina and their performance. I, I just always feel bad because they get to that Eastern Conference final and it's just that's the hump they can't get over. And I'm hope it's kind of almost like the Washington Capitals kind of curse that they had a long time before the Washington Capitals won the um 2018 uh was it 2018 yes yes 2018 i think it was 2018 uh stanley cup where they won it and they finally got over the pittsburgh penguin hump all right they they always ran into the pittsburgh penguins somehow in whatever form or fashion either the uh, first round or second round of the playoffs and they just couldn't get over that hump and then finally they got over the hump and then after that it just seemed like gravy train to them just seemed like gravy after that. They they just really were on. It, it just was meant to be. It was finally Alexander Ovechkin's year, and it was finally his time to just lift that Stanley Cup. And once he lifted it, man, you he did not want to get ripped. He did not want to pass that thing off. He did not. I mean, I, I'm sure he's got guns now. I mean, like really big guns. And uh, after like hoisting it however many times over i mean i still think it's funny that he actually put the stanley cup in between him and his wife in bed it's like okay <laughs> i i'm sure the wife was okay with it because as far as i know they're still together but carolina needs to get over that eastern conference final hump they always get to that eastern conference final but they just can't get over it and i hope one year they do d get it but i hopefully hope Hopefully, hope. I hope that it doesn't happen when they have to play the Boston Bruins, should they play the Boston Bruins. Because in all honesty, guys, I didn't think the Boston Bruins would be in first place. I said it. I said it going into this season. My hope for Boston Bruins was we would be at least a wild card team, if not better. That that was my prediction going into the season. I, I, I'm a Boston Bruins fan, and I was just like, it's not going to be a good year. It's just not going to be a good year. And that, and I'm shocked that they are in first place. I mean, they have had some players who have stepped up and, and I mean, playing uh, fantasy hockey is like, my gosh, I mean, part of me is like, I mean, I dropped a brusque. I did. And he just wasn't producing. But this guy, um, Matthew Patois, I mean, he has been absolutely like incredible 11 games, four goals, three assists, seven points, average ice time of 15 minutes. I mean, he's got a plus four plus or minus four rating. And that, I mean, he has just come out of nowhere. He's stepped up pretty good. Uh, Pasternak still leading the team with goals at nine. Uh, Marshan with five. And then you got Zaka who has stepped up or who is uh who was projected to step up in a big way to fill one of the shoes of Krejci and uh, Bergeron this season. He's got four goals. Patois has got four. James and Reamsike, how the heck is he still healthy after 11 games? I don't know. Four goals. Uh, Trent, uh, is that? Yeah, Trent Frederick, he's got uh, two. Geeky's got one. Grezlik's got one. Right now, all the all the scoring is Pasternak, Marshan, and whoever's on the line with him. And then you got Coyle and McAfee with both at um, two goals as well. And that, but I still got the goalie tandem. I still got Allmark and Swayman. And as long as those two guys are in net, I have a good feeling for Boston. But at the same time, I'm still shocked that they're in first place. Still shocked. I thought for sure they would be around the four or five area where Toronto and the Montreal Canadiens are right now. Really, really am shocked by that. In the Western Conference, in the Central Division, Dallas Stars are first, Colorado Avalanche are second. Kind of figured Colorado would be up there. Colorado is just, I mean, they're, they're, same thing. I, I've said it before. I've said it again. It's that consistency factor for them, and I'm just I, I am happy that they continue to produce out there and uh, all, and have remained to be a contender for the past several seasons now. Dallas, I said Dallas was going to be another one of those teams uh, going into this season where it was like, man, you watch, you watch. Dallas is going to be one of those teams that is absolutely going to just come out of nowhere. I mean, they've they've been they've been in the playoffs. They've gone. They've been somewhat favorites depending on the situation depending on who they played in the playoffs but 
I just had a really good feeling this year, and right now they're one point ahead of Colorado, playing 10 games. And that's so Dallas and Detroit, both teams that I have called out saying that they would do good this year, are right up there at the top or right in the hunt. And I'm I'm so happy right now that I'm right. But we'll see what happens when we get closer to uh, next year, when we get to uh, the trade deadline and then eventually uh, the push for the playoffs. Number three is the Winnipeg Jets. And then wild card spot belongs to the St. Louis Blues. Who would have thought the Arizona Coyotes right now? Granted, they're 5-5-1, five, five and one, okay? They are... Well, they're 5-5-1. Five, five and one. They've they've lost one. Their last game was a loss, but I mean they're in the hunt. They're tied for a wild card spot out of the central. I mean, think about that. Arizona? I mean, this is the team that I give crap to every week. And yet they're relevant somehow. And then you have the Chicago Blackhawks at four and seven. I still have Connor Bedard on my team. After last week's rant or whatever, where I said, like, um, it was like, is he a dud? Everybody's saying he's going to be a dud. He's not a superstar. He's not doing what he should be doing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not giving up on him yet. But at the same time, we kind of had a fit. We kind of had to think or figure that Chicago Blackhawks were going to be a in a rebuilding year. Okay. Just because you have like, Taylor Hall, Corey Perry, Nick Foligno, and Connor Bedard all on the same roster does not mean it's just automatically going to become a superstar dynamic team, okay? Still going to go through their struggles. Right now they are struggling. They're 4-7, and seven, but we kind of had to see this one coming. It's like all those season new season ticket holders, they only went because they had their hopes up because they were going to see the number one overall draft pick, Connor Bedard, play for them that's it they they if they were thinking we're going to be cup contenders this year you got a long way to think before you think that okay and out west the vegas golden knights they had just finally lost their first game in regulation um to who else but the anaheim ducks i'll tell you a team i am shocked by and that's anaheim i am absolutely blown away by Anaheim and I'm I, and I could not be more happy for my for my brother and I could not be more happy because I have told him I was like I don't know how you're still a Ducks fan I don't know how you do it it's the same thing I say with Kurt at being a Reds fan I don't know how you do it but it feels like this is it dude this is it your time has come the moment has finally come for the Anaheim Ducks to be just you know that team that comes out of nowhere just comes out of nowhere and they have and that they are currently in a wild card spot and that they are fourth in the pacific they're two points behind their um in city pretty much in in the city rival the la kings they're two points behind them vancouver canucks are second and then the Vegas Golden Knights are first. So the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously no Stanley Cup. Honeymoon is over. The honeymoon is not over. All right. Because usually most teams like, you know, you have you win the Stanley Cup and then you have that period at the beginning of the year going into the midway point where it's just like, yep, typical. And that team did so well in the playoffs. Now it's back around and it's just like, okay, they just, just one of those phases that they have to go through. They have to go through a bad season and become relevant again next year. Not this team. Vegas is just lights out, 11, 1-1, one and one, 23 points, 6 points ahead of second place Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver, another surprise out of the Pacific. I think the Pacific Division is going to be the one to watch this year. I'm going to make that prediction now. We got to watch the Pacific. We need to watch the Knights. We need to watch the Canucks. We need to watch the Kings. We got to watch the Ducks. Maybe the Kraken. And that Calgary, Edmonton, and San Jose. San Jose, what the hell happened to you guys? My gosh. You're 0-10-1. You haven't won a game. You got one You got one point, and that's because you went into that overtime or shootout and you got that point because you forced the game or the game went into that, into that period. You know that? But if 
I'm going to say those four teams, Vegas, Vancouver, LA, Anaheim, those four teams, that will make the division watchable if all four teams continue to be good, especially Anaheim and especially Vancouver. Vancouver, I, I know you're a Canadian team. I know. I don't like you guys. I still rub the 2011 Stanley Cup championship in your face. Ha ha. But I'm telling you, I mean, from last year to this year, Anaheim, same way, last year to this year, you guys are shocking a lot of fans, a lot of doubters, a lot of people who thought you guys blew it when you passed on Adam Fantilli and that for the second round draft pick. I mean, you got screwed out of the first round draft pick. Don't get me wrong. You totally got screwed, but you are currently showing up the entire NHL and the entire uh, draft lottery by going, hey, we don't need Bedard. We don't need Fantilli because we got Carlson. We got Leo Carlson and that seven games, three goals, one assist, four points, average ice time of 18 minutes, three hits, three blocks. He's at a plus um Plus or minus two rating. I mean, he's doing good, but at the same time, I don't understand your guys, the Anaheim Ducks strategy where he plays almost every other game. I don't get that. I don't know if you're trying to, I, I, it, I don't know if it's like you're trying to save him for every other game or, or something or try and get him used to almost playing consistently or something. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's working right now. We'll see if it changes. We'll see if something happens to where Anaheim has to readjust or refigure out some things, especially with Leo Carlson being their number two draft pick and playing almost every other game. So, I mean, we're, we're now like, officially we're like officially now a month into the season and we're not just a few weeks we are like a month in now all right and detroit has proven me right dallas has proven me right boston has proven me wrong and uh, i don't think i said anything bad about the knights if they were going to do good or not uh i'm happy that they're doing good it's my western Con my favorite western conference team and that so really happy that they're doing good. And for all you people who still can't stand the fact that they won last year, well, tough. Uh, Vancouver is proving a lot of people wrong. I didn't even consider Vancouver. So, I mean, congrats on Vancouver. And then Anaheim also just surprising. I didn't really have anything to say about Anaheim other than, Daniel, I feel bad for you. But at the same time, it's like, dude, hey, they're relevant and not in the bad sense anymore. So, I mean, good on you guys. So in fantasy hockey, I did it. I have won three in a row. Mm, I beat Numb Nuts last week. Yeah. And then my former co-host, I'm telling you guys, he he cannot beat me. He cannot beat me. I am the I I am the best out of the duo that was on this show. I am the best. I am here. I am still kicking his butt even when he isn't here. I am the best, and I beat him one time. I beat him once. We got two to three more times this season. I'm telling you, I'm going to sweep him. I'm going to do it. I'm telling you, I'm going to beat you, numb nuts. If you ever are listening, I'm going to beat you. And uh, this week I play, uh, I'm currently tied for first place in my in my division with uh, the guy who, um, who I faced last week, right? Yep. Uh, team Tumblr. And that I am tied with him. We are both three and one. Tumblr's the guy who stole Pasternak from me, just so we clarify. Um, so this week I'm playing the first place team or first place team in the other division, the Grants Lick Brawlers. And my brother, <laughs> uh, the Jurassic Pucks, haven't won a game. But I bet you if I asked my brother right now, would you rather be first place in fantasy or would you rather have the Ducks winning in in real hockey? Uh, not fantasy hockey. Would you rather have would you rather be winning fantasy hockey or the Ducks winning or or have the Ducks actually winning? I bet you he would say the Ducks. I bet you he would say Anaheim over his own team. Betcha. So that's where everything's at. I have dropped uh Numb nuts down to tied for second place in his division, and I am pretty much where I was left left off last season. I just keep winning. 
All I do is win, win, win. Sorry, had to do that. But uh, good luck to Grand Slick Brawlers this week. We're both we've both won three in a row. So he went zero and one. Um, his first week, I went 0-1 my first week, and we both won three straight, so one of us is getting the L this week. Oh boy, that's going to be fun, and he is uh, part of the whole Kurt clan, so mention how Kurt's brother does every year during the fa- during the Fantasy Hockey Draft uh, bonus episode, if you will, and uh, they, they just they tend to win. They just tend to do a good job. I don't know what to tell you guys. They just tend to do a good job. So, but that that's all I got for really hockey. Oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, I, I actually received uh, feedback from um, two-time guest of the show, uh, Steve. And uh, he was, uh, he said, hey, you talked all that hockey and you didn't even mention uh, what happened with Adam johnson and the whole uh skate to the neck uh thing and all that and i mean tragic i i didn't realize that's what happened okay i i will admit i i was not informed or aware of exactly what the circumstances were i didn't get an alert i didn't get a like a breaking news alert or feed or anything about it all i saw was adam johnson um a player for the or who was affiliated with the uh pittsburgh penguins passed away and it was just like oh my gosh can't believe it it's like so young and everything uh and uh, you hate to see it and all that but then when you find out exactly what happened and it's like wow i yeah uh that that's pretty gruesome and the whole like now there's a debate between um leagues or teams trying to enforce uh the use of neck guards uh, and i'm just like you know i mean this is kind of the whole thing with like uh the goalie neck guard or something like the, they have that uh goalie um the goalies have like some sort of like neck protection it's like a plastic uh guard or whatever that goes across the front of their neck not around their whole neck uh, because as it has happened before where a goalie has had his neck uh cut open and uh and all that um but i mean not every goalie has it some goalies do some goalies don't some goalies don't worry about it some goalies do worry about it some think hey it's hockey it's a dangerous sport i'm among that opinion it's a dangerous sport does shit happen yes shit happens and we just need and and you can only do so much to prepare for it okay and i'm happy right now that the nhl is not trying to come down on the on teams and be like hey all players need to be it's like it's like just same thing I said last week about the whole pride tape or the whole pride jerseys and and all that selective participation. You leave it up to the players to do what they want to do. All right. If they are willing to take the risk to not wear some sort of equipment that protects them in whatever way, whether it's a whether it's a neck guard, whether it's a pad, whether it's I mean helmet during during warm up selective participant i hate the fact that they freaking find players who warm up without a helmet it's like they they understand what they're doing they've done it before they're doing it and now you're going to punish them because they've because this is something they've done throughout their life or their career it makes no sense selective participation please don't enforce anything please don't mandate anything just keep it to where it's up to the player to determine how serious they want to take their their life it's pretty much what it comes down to all right what happened with adam johnson was a freak accident freak incident it's one of those things that you just think yeah it can happen but you never thought you would see it happen or that it would happen again okay but it does happen and that but please do not use this one incident to enforce or mandate something that has was like at the back of everybody's mind before said incident. And uh, please don't let this incident be like a case study and then just be like, Oh, this is why 
everyone should okay we get it yeah this could be a good reason why people should wear or players should wear a neck pad around their entire neck but at the same time it's up to them can we please keep it at that selective participation please and thank you that's all i really got to say about it i'm again sorry that i didn't mention it last week during the halloween episode but i mean it is what it is ding just move on and please let the players decide what's what's important don't let the leagues bully them or anything uh so baseball news real quick before we get into college sports baseball news we have a new world series champion austin if you are listening right now dude i'm i am sending you the highest of fives and that highest of fives good job man texas rangers and then they beat Oh, they beat the Arizona Diamondbacks to win their first ever franchise World Series. I am so happy for you, Austin. I'm so happy for the Texas Rangers organization. So happy for the fans. Uh, that, I mean, this is something that has been like uh, it, it, it prolonged uh, for however many seasons now. I can't even remember the World Series that it was, where it was the Rangers versus the Cardinals. And, oh, man, it was just mm, so close. You guys were so close in that game. What was it? Game five or six or whatever. And then Cardinals forced, like, game six or seven. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, cannot believe it. Cannot believe it. So, I mean, I understand. I mean, your frustrations, I mean, your hopes and everything. Finally, this was your year. And because, and I truly believe this, because they beat Houston, they had every right to win. I mean, they still had to earn it, but you knocked off Houston. You did the entire baseball world outside of Houston a huge favor. Thank you for beating Houston and not letting them go to another World Series. So uh, play play that creed, play creed, blast it all night long, baby. Just just let it go. Put it on a loop. Just put it on a loop. And that I, I'm super happy for you, Austin. I'm super happy for the uh, Texas Rangers. But uh, now that the World Series is over, now we kind of all have to brace for the offseason news. And uh, being a... Uh, in the area of the Cincinnati Reds, we have uh, received word, uh, fans have received word that the uh, Cincinnati Reds have opted not to pick up the Joey Votto uh, option contract. Um, and so, therefore, it is uh, not, so it is therefore Joey Votto will not be returning with the Cincinnati Reds next year. Uh, if I was Joey Votto, and that, and you have played your entire career with Cincinnati. I know you're from Toronto. I know you're from Canada. But because you have played your entire career here at Cincinnati, and because you you have done so much for this team and community and everything, I mean, if you really want to, it's up to you to go try and play back home in Toronto or try and play anywhere else for one more year. But if I was you, I would consider this a, I mean, the, uh, consider it a career. Just just hang it up. But again, I don't know your body. I don't know what you're capable of or what doctors or family is thinking or talking you through right now. But I can't think of a better way to kind of just like let things go. And that is the the Reds chose not to invest one more year and a lot of money in you and you can i mean you've already spoken and saying how you you're you owe so much to this community and to the city and to the team is like you you've done enough and and thank you for so much that you have done especially in these last few seasons where they have been memorable seasons especially the 2021 season and this year so thank you very much for for that and uh sorry for all the grief that we gave you over the years when you weren't producing at your MVP level so please please forgive us for our uh arrogance and our uh stupidity or whatever you want to call it but at the same time thank you for being Thank you for making Cincinnati your home for all these years of your career. 
and just loving to play in front of Cincinnati crowd. Thank you very much. Uh, so as one season ends or as, as the off season of baseball begins, we get uh, into like some signings and everything for baseball, but it is also basketball season. And no, I'm not talking about the NBA. I know the NBA started a few weeks ago. I'm not talking about the NBA. I am talking about college basketball and that college basketball starts tonight. And that as of this recording, it starts Monday and that we got uh number ranked number 16 Kentucky hosting New Mexico State um also uh two local teams we have Xavier hosting Robert Morris at eight o'clock and then we have Northern Kentucky on the road to play Middle Tennessee at 8 30. so um we're here we go guys here comes the road to to March Madness, the road to to get to March. Um, a lot of stuff will happen. I took a look at uh, Kentucky's uh, schedule. Um, I'm not too, I don't know. The rankings to me don't matter anymore. 16, okay, whatever. But at the same time, don't don't you think don't you think the ranking for Purdue was a little bit too generous? Like Okay, I know we all feel bad that they kind of lost in the first round and being another number one team that got knocked off by a 16 seed. But at the same time, why why do we have to put them in the top five, let alone the top 10? It's like, no, 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 no. Let, let, let's not build up their ego too much right now. Let, let, let them earn that. Let them earn that. Let, let them think. They are as big as they should be, and maybe they'll actually play better when they actually get to March. Rather than, oh, we're in the top five. We we should be considered a number one team. No, 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 no. You have to earn that, and I think the only way you earn that is you got to fight tooth and nail to get there. They belong in the back. They belong at least in the top 20 or between 10 and 20 or 15 to 25. They belong back there with Kentucky. And I really don't care about Kentucky being ranked 16, okay? It's not about where you start the season, whether preseason poll or first day poll or whatever. doesn't matter where you start. Because in the wise words of my pops, doesn't matter where you start. matters where you finish. matters where you finish. Are you number one? Did you win the whole thing? Did you win the championship? Then there you go. You're number one. You don't. You didn't need the number one in the rankings going from game one to game whatever championship. Okay, you didn't need it. So, and I, I'm a, I'm of that opinion now. I used to believe rankings mattered and rankings were everything. And that no, 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 it's just people showing their biases for where they would put teams. That's all it is. It's just people with biases trying to show you where they think teams should be or ranked and treated as gospel no 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 and that if that if that was the case then purdue would have would have not have lost in the first round if that was the case so um new mexico state for kentucky they play kansas next next tuesday at 9 30 oh that's gonna be a good game uh, play North Carolina December 16th. We play at Louisville uh, four days before Christmas. And then they play uh, Illinois State two days before the new year. And then when it comes back to 2024, their first SEC opponent will be at Florida January 6th. Go Cats! Let's go, baby. And that hoping for a good year, hopefully a better year than last year, and hopefully a better year than the probable past two years ago. So really hoping for that. All right. So I, I, I rambled on so much about hockey and everything. I need to get to college football. Got to do it. So this weekend, guys, my brother is getting married, but that does not stop. That does not stop the week 11 college football matchups so here we go here's what we got we have all power five schools again no wild card no wild card team but we have six games 
So in the ACC, we have the in-state rivalry of Duke versus North Carolina. Big 12, we have West Virginia versus the knocked-off two weeks in a row Oklahoma Sooners. They lost the last bedlam game to Oklahoma State. I was rooting for Oklahoma State, and I told you guys Oklahoma State was going to win. Told you. Y'all doubted me. Uh, Big 10 game, we have number three Michigan against number 11 Penn State. Pac-12, we have number 18 Utah versus number five Washington. Washington, who gave USC its third loss in a row. We have SEC two SEC matchups, number 17 Tennessee versus number 12 Missouri. Missouri, you gave Georgia a fight, man. Gave them a fight. I picked Georgia. I know I did, but I was rooting for Missouri when I was watching the game. I was really rooting for Missouri when I was watching that game. Um, just couldn't couldn't cut that deficit late. Just couldn't do it. And then the last SEC matchup, number 10 Ole Miss versus number one Georgia. So two ranked games from the SEC. We have a Big Ten ranked game, Pac-12 ranked game, one team ranked in the Big 12, and then the ACC, both teams not ranked, but it's an in-state rivalry. So, you know, it's got to be good. It's got to be a good game. Um, Duke versus North Carolina. Again, it's a lesser of two evils, and I just can't pick Duke. I can't do it. I can't pick Duke. So I'm going with North Carolina on this one. West Virginia versus number nine, Oklahoma. Okay. I, I know, I know I have said this before. Okay. I know I've said this before. And that where I had West Virginia in, in as part of uh, the week one, part two matchup against Penn State, and I picked Penn State. And so I, I know I've been here before, and I, I know what the right answer should be. However, <laughs> and that, um, however, I am going, man, go against my wife again. Two times in one season, go against my wife, who, by the way, went undefeated. Shout out to Mrs. Drop the Gloves. She went 6-0. and oh. Six and zero. Oh. She's the only person this season who has done that. No one else has done that. People have gotten close. Daniel went five and zero. Oh. Technically, it kind of counts, but not really because he didn't pick a winner between Duke and Louisville. Yes, he went undefeated, but he didn't go six and zero oh, undefeated. Br Brittany, Mrs. Drop the Gloves, has gone the full distance of six and zero. Oh. She is the only one. So, round of applause for the Queen of Sweden. Mrs. Drop the Gloves, good job, babe. Real proud of you. And because she did that, her, Steve, and Scrami are all tied for third place in the winners, in the winner matchups, in the top five winners. And that Daniel is still ahead. I'm still in second. But we got a three-way tie for third. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. Can you believe it? It's freaking football season, baby. Yeah, and we're coming down with a wire. This is awesome. Get psyched, everybody. Get psyched. And I, oh man, I'm gonna let I'm gonna just let the adrenaline carry me with this one. I'm going with Country Roads, West Virginia for the upset. Let's do three in a row for Oklahoma. Three losses in a row. Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Just Chalk it up there. Let's go, Mountaineers. Big Ten game. Number three, Michigan versus number 11, Penn State. I want to pick Penn State so bad. I want to. But all the, all the math and everything, and I know what you're going to say. Well, Michigan's already won. They stole all the signals. Oh, just shut up. Everybody does it. They just got caught, or everybody thinks they're caught in this big, giant web of conspiracy. It's just like, it's a conspiracy. Shut up. Okay? But I'm, uh, I want to pick Penn State. I want to because here's because this is what I want. This is the chaos that I want. I want okay. Ohio State beat Penn State. Penn State beats Michigan. Michigan beats Ohio State. That's the kind of chaos I want in the Big Ten, please. But you can. But Michigan's playing at 
Penn State, Happy Valley. Oh, whiteout game. Oh. See, I know who I'm picking for the other three. I know, without a shadow of a doubt, who I'm picking for the other three. Oh. This is the one that I... Uh, why? Why am I struggling with this one? <clears throat> All right, I'm picking Michigan. I'm picking Michigan. Oh, it, oh. But I'm going to be rooting for Penn State. The whole time, the whole time Saturday... Before the ceremony, I'm going to be rooting for Penn State the entire time. And that Pac-12 matchup, I got to wrap things up here real quick, guys. And that Pac-12 matchup, number 18, Utah versus number 5, Washington. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with Utah. I I'm going with Utah. And that I know Washington, you did me a solid last week by beating USC. Thank you very much. That was a roller coaster game, back and forth, powerhouse game. But oh man, I'm just I I, I can't forgive you guys for knocking off Oregon. I can't. Can't do it. Mm -mm. I know, I know, I know Penix Jr. is a Heisman candidate from Washington. I know, I know all that, but at the same time, I, I got to root for Utah here. I'm going with the upset. Number 18, Utah over number five, Washington. SEC matchup number one, number 17, Tennessee versus number 12, Missouri. Missouri, you've made me a believer. You've made me a believer, and I'm picking you. I choose you, Missouri. I'm on the bandwagon. Go Tigers. And SEC matchup number two, we have number 10, Ole Miss versus number one, Georgia. I don't like Lane Kiffin. I kind of like his style, though, going for it on fourth down and not punting it sometimes or not kicking the field goal and going for it sometimes. However, there is a fine line between crazy and stupid. And he walks that pretty well, especially for a team that is like, eight and one or something is like, yeah, you know what? I'm going with Georgia safe bet. I'm going with Georgia. Just, just sounds, just seems right. And that I picked my two wild card games. I mean, I picked my two like out of left field picks. I picked freaking West Virginia and Utah. I'm sticking with those, by the way, I'm sticking with those. That's my answer. Final answer. If I was on uh, who wants to be a millionaire, final answer final answer yes <laughs> i'm doubting myself hold on just needed another sip of beer am i still crazy yes i am west virginia utah still going with them done and that's it i went over time i know i did i'm sorry guys but it was just so jam-packed full of stuff and you know me i like to ramble even though i tell myself stop rambling eh, can't help it just can't help it. All right, guys, that's going to do it here in the penalty box for episode 146. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow us on uh, or follow me. I shouldn't say us anymore. It's me. Follow me on Instagram at drop the gloves podcast, all or case, all one word for all the beer sports and shenanigans that take place in between these episodes. Special shout out to our hosting platform, Spotify for podcasters. Thank you, Spotify for 146 episodes strong. We're only four away from 150 guys. We may be able to get to that before Christmas. Oh shit. I said the C word. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway and uh, thank you Spotify we are also on Apple, Amazon Music iHeartRadio and Google, F you Google I am your host Charlie reminding you that life is too short to drink crappy beer natural ice is not crappy it's eh and I will see you guys next week in the penalty box and this one